Welcome to Every Y'all Member with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael Mansour, and I am joined, as always, by my lovely, wonderful co-host, Alexander Volt. Say hello. Hello. This is Every Y'all Member, the podcast where we listen to every single album in the world, one artist at a time. That's an, uh, usually usually a whole discography per episode. And, well, we're, we're, we're ditching all that today. Today, we're doing we're a little bit- something new. Trying something new, baby. It's a very different. We're doing a themed episode, baby. All right? We're talking about our- We're making small lists, checking them twice. Maybe <gasps> not checking them twice. Not even double checking. <laughs> not even going to talk about it. We're done with the episode. Our top five all-time favorite soundtracks, movie soundtracks, movie scores, whatever. Oh, sh- what? You're including sco- whatever. I thought it was two separate things. We're going to have to do a part two to this. Oh, damn. <laughs> really? You didn't know? I mean, we didn't discuss it we at all. Soundtracks. <laughs> whatever. Whatever. It's going to be a good episode. Scores are under the soundtracks section. Are they not? When I was making my list, I ran into a few albums where I felt they were titled soundtracks, but they felt more like scores. Okay. And, and you, I and you, axed them. And you axed them. Well, I guess I we got to start over. No, I don't. I don't care. I don't care because I like my list. I think it's a cool fucking list. I agree. I, I, I mean, I haven't heard it, so I might disagree, but I do agree that you feel that way. And I do think that mine is pretty cool, <sighs> I, too. I think you're going to like most. No, there's probably like two you don't like but i think three you're on board with. judging by our long friendship i uh, put you're probably right yeah uh by the way this is requested on on our patreon this is our discord this is one of the suggested things on our discord mm-hmm. uh for patrons you get to hang out and be a part of a little community there which is very fun and cool and i don't remember who suggested it i'm sorry i but, love you anyway but thank you because like i love i love movies too so this is like if I could talk about like movies, pro wrestling, and music in like one podcast, that would be ideal. Yeah, Alex and I are not simpatico on on movies. Not like we are way more on the same page with music than we are on movies. That is more, that is yeah. that is for sure. There, there are some outliers where we weirdly agree. Like we both don't care for the new Joker so much. Uh, uh, we both we both love Interstellar. Love Interstellar. There's some westerns, I think. Oh, love me some Westerns. Why are we talking about? Okay. So uh, I guess just start from five all the way down to our top. Oh, where are you? You put them in. Man, we had no. <laughs> this there was no communication this at all. Sloppy. <laughs> just assumed. I have them. I have them ordered and numbered. I, I didn't rank mine. I'm just, I'm just going to talk about mine willy nilly. These are Mike's like. I, I ranked them. Okay. I definitely ranked I, them. Yeah. I, I apologize. <laughs> Let's yeah. Let's oh. kick it off with your your number your number five. We're gonna go okay okay okay. okay. What five. you got? What do I got? Five fifth best fifth favorite sound movie soundtrack of all time, Midsummer. So oh fuck Midsummer. Uh, I'm a big horror guy. Not like a. I'm a big real horror guy. Mm-hmm. I like really disturbing things. Mm-hmm. People worry about me. But Midsummer is one of my favorite movies, I think, ever. And I refuse to watch it more than once because it's so fucking upsetting. Also, this is not surprising because I remember being like very jarred by that movie and this thinking the presentation yeah. was amazing. The soundtrack, very unique soundtrack. That is by Mr. Bobby Kerlick of the the Hex and Cloak, and I was like, "How do how how can I replicate this again?" And then I found uh, Lingua, and Mike loves Lingua. Oh boy! And so I th- yeah. yeah, Midsummer. It was like the year of Midsummer and Lingua. Very like so. This not surprising that you pick this. And it's funny because I I forgot about that. That's how you recommended Lingua to me. You said this album is like the audio version of midsummer and yeah. i hadn't even seen it yet i yeah. hadn't seen it or heard the album and i hear obviously language changes my fucking life musically yeah. and then i watched the movie and i'm sitting there with our two buddies in the dark and Ooh. and uh at a certain point it was pretty early in the movie uh there you know what you do when you're when you're with friends watching a movie like you make little comments here and there little, mm. little quips at one point i said I'm going to need you guys to stop talking for the rest of this movie. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> and it was dead silent for the rest of it. I was so absorbed in it. It is a, for those who haven't seen it, it is one of the most brutal fucked up things ever, but in a very one realistic way uh, in, in the way it handles, uh, in the way it portrays like a you know crumbling relationship kind of thing. It's mm-hmm. very like, oh shit, that's, that happens. And then 
the way I've never done mushrooms, but by all accounts, that movie is the only accurate representation of what it's like to be on mushrooms. It's almost, I think I've seen it about three times now. Man, I thought I was fucked up. I, there's once the, the fucking old, no, no spoilers. Though. Uh, there's a scene with old people. There are uh, some old people in the movie. I don't watch that scene. There are some scenes I, I refused. I would, again, I'm refusing to watch the whole movie, but yeah. I, I will watch it again and I will uh, wince at certain there, moments in, in, uh, yeah, there but, were, yeah, there were psychedelic visuals in there that I didn't catch on the first time. There's a lot of hidden stuff in the movie. And for those who haven't seen it, it's a, it's a very wild ride, but we're talking about the soundtrack yes. and why I love the soundtrack so much. So, um, uh, Bobby Krillick, <clears throat> Krillick, Krillick, uh, his name doesn't have any vowels. <laughs> it's, it's K-R-L-I-C. Well, there's one vowel. It looks um, very metal. And the Hacks and Cloak is, Not, from uh, what I know, uh, I mean, what I've heard of it, very brutal. Mm-hmm. And I've never listened to them. And I'm sorry to my cousin who, rec- my cousin and her boyfriend, who asked me to listen to the Hacks and Cloak years before Midsummer came out. Yes. Like, just over and over because they knew I like swans. Mm-hmm. And like, you have to hear the Hacks and Cloak. You have to. In front of them, I added them to my library. I, to this day, I've not listened to the Hacks and Cloak. <laughs> I skip the song every listen, time it comes on and shuffle. You listen the shit out of the soundtrack, I'm assuming. So, or score, score. Soundtrack, score. Whatever uh, you want to call them. So I, 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 I see the movie, and it's, and I'm noticing, obviously, when watching, I'm like, this music is fucking incredible. And there's certain moments like, oh, my God, I'm going to start crying because this music is so beautiful. And what I'm seeing is so horrific. It's just like a beautiful uh, blending of extreme emotions and that shit gets me off dude mm-hmm. when something is really fucked up and then also super beautiful and then you put them together yep that's that's my it's my it's my tea dude yep and yeah it's like it's the perfect accompaniment because it's like visually and then musically or you know audio you're getting it to all these like crescendos that kind of you think might be folk music at first it's very full in, in the sense nordic folk yeah in that, in that sense and there's there's certain so as a, as a if you listen to this soundtrack like an album it's not the greatest because there's a lot of uh like the you know the horror soundtrack stuff where it's just mm. boom like just like boomy ambience mm-hmm. and really scary sounds it's like in there and it's very short it's how i don't remember how long it's very short though it's like maybe 30 minutes long but it has these things in there. So there's only like a, a few actual pieces of music. Mm-hmm. But those few pieces of music are so incredible. They they have inspired me like endlessly. Some of them are so hauntingly gorgeous. It's like how how you wrote this. I like I, I'm so jealous almost like that. You, you wrote something so incredibly gorgeous. And the the, the culmination it's both the culmination of the movie as well as the soundtrack is uh, I think it's called fire temple. Mm-hmm. It's like a nine minute song mm-hmm. and it is, it is give me goosebumps just thinking about it. Dude, yeah. It's incredible. And, and the way it plays out in the movie is also for one, it's disturbing, but it's also, it takes its time. It's very patient. It's a very long song, obviously. So the scene where it takes place, it's just so slow. It has like a very slow moving shot throughout the entire thing. And it's just this, absolutely beautiful piece not like scary or sad it's this really mm-hmm. pretty piece over horror sheer horror moving slowly taking its time and it's incredible it's absolutely incredible i love it hell yeah hell yeah it's my number five alex not your number five but what is the one of the five one of my five i'm gonna go with uh an underrated film slash underrated soundtrack uh, that would be Lawless by Nick Cave and Warren Ellis. Um, well, there's like a three movie stretch with Nick Cave where it's like the proposition, which rules does rule um, assassination with Jesse James. Oh, never saw it. He didn't write that one, but he did this. Him and Warren Ellis did the score. I thought he wrote it. So it's about uh, these guys who bootleg liquor back in the day. But, he, he, yeah, he didn't write. He didn't, you're right. You're okay. Right. Go ahead. Um, so they bootleg liquor. So it's this kind of like hybrid, almost Western thing where people are in old times, but you're getting things like cars, Tom Hardy, Shia LaBeouf, Jessica Chastain. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Justin. Or Chastain. Uh, uh, one t- more guy. Gary uh, Oldman's in Gary Oldman. Yeah. Uh, guy Pierce. That's it. Yeah. My, I can't say her. Yeah. Uh, why? Hold up. Hold on. Well, why is it Kowska? There we go. 
that's close enough. Something like that. Um, so yeah, and the soundtrack is Nick Cave and Warren Ellis bringing on some guest artists, covering some songs in this style that is appropriate yeah. for the movie. So it's like bluegrass, country. They He has like a bluegrass legend on here, uh, Ralph Stanley, mm-hmm. covering fucking Captain Beefheart. Dude, I didn't know that until right this fucking moment. That's why I knew you'd be on board. It, Holy shit. So, Captain Beefheart, episode 10, way yeah. back years ago. Um, So... There's there is some repeats because you'll get like these acapella versions and then you get like the full band versions. Yeah. Um, and both are both versions of songs are usually good. Um, the opening track, Fire and Brimstone, is this like a good like knee slapping, blowing in jugs, like sets the tone perfectly. Um, and then it has like what I think is one of the most beautiful songs ever recorded, Cosmonaut, featuring uh, Emmy Lou Harris. Wait, that's not. Oh, oh why, am I, why am I thinking Black Sabbath? What's the Black Sabbath song that sounds like that? This this is not a Black Sabbath. Okay, this is okay. one one of the original songs on here, if not the only original song. Mm-hmm. But it is just. So beautiful. I don't know. Super not was what I'm thinking of okay. from Black Sabbath. Sorry, go on. Uh, I I don't envision myself ever getting married, but if I do, I'm going to play fucking Cosmonaut. Hey, man, you, you don't have to miss you about your love life. I do. I do. Um, also, they cover some John Lee Hooker. Uh, the opening track, Fire and Brimstone, has Mark Lanigan on it. Just these great. Mark, Mark Lanigan's also on a different vers- version of uh, Sure Enough and Yes, I Do. There's two versions of it on here. Yeah, now. that's what I was saying. Oh, okay. But, I don't know if you were too lost in the wiki sauce. I did. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> I, I did catch the the Velvet Underground, though. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So um, I think it's just a cool take. Um, it checks the my I kind of put these stupid prerequisites on here that I, I should have talked about earlier, where uh, as much as I love something like a, a Pulp Fiction or Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, I wouldn't count those either, honestly. And those have brought great. Me- I think there's like justification for bringing light to these songs. People wouldn't sure. otherwise. But I'm like, I want something that is recorded for the movie. Yes. And this like checks off so many boxes. It's Nick Cave. It's doing cover songs, wholly unique. And it's just it's for the movie and uh then ending it with the uh, willie nelson doing midnight run is just it's nice it's, that's very uh, nice all all around everything about this movie and soundtrack underrated check them both out i did i saw this movie years and years ago i remember thinking it what it was and I mean, this came out 2012 yep shit dude I can't believe it's that old. I yeah, thinking it was. I, I obviously watched it because like, oh, Nick Cave, Nick Cave wrote this. Uh, yep, yep. And hating Shia LaBeouf's face, but I was like, you know, I don't care. I will overlook my hatred of the of the man's face mm-hmm. or my love of Nick Cave's. Uh, I was like, this is really shit. This is like really, really good. And uh, parts of it are a little goofy, um, like uh, Tom Hardy basically being a superhero. Oh yeah, in the middle yeah. of the, the Wild West. Or yeah. but it's still fun. It's yeah. super fucking fun. I, d- I did it. Uh, it's been a while since I watched it. I might revisit talking it up. Uh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. It's that time again. It's ball talk time. Right now, they're already playing all of that god awful Christmas music that for some reason Alex is okay with because he's a psychopath. But that means it's time to start thinking about gifts, whether it's for a friend or the friend in your parents. You can make this a season to be jolly with Manscaped. Do your little drummer boy a favor and use a lawnmower 4.0 to avoid another silent night in the bedroom. Ohio. Then add in Manscaped top of the line shower products to have the people thinking all I want for Christmas is you. Soundcare is about a sec and so should you. Look nice when you get naughty by going to manscaped.com and use code EAE for free shipping and 20% off. I've been using Manscaped for years and you should too because it's not the fucking 70s. Be tidy. Take care of yourself. It doesn't mean... Go right up to the skin and be like a baby. Maybe that's a little weird. I'm not a fan of that personally. But there's a difference between a nice full beard and a neck beard. Take care of the neck beard of your cock. 
Manscaped Platinum Package 4.0 is the one-stop shop for the man who deserves it all. It has everything needed to help you deck the halls from face to balls just in time for mistletoe season. Platinum Package has each product from the best-selling Performance Package Plus, Ultra Premium Body Wash, Ultra Premium 2-in-1 Shampoo Plus Conditioner, and Ultra Premium Deodorant. It's the best way to smell fresh from your Santa hat to your candy cane. The Lawnmower 4.0 Body Trimmer and the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer feature proprietary advanced skin-safe technology to protect your delicate presence. Plus, both are waterproof, so there's no issue clearing the snow out of your driveway. All these snow and Christmas references are completely lost on me because I grew up in a broken home and I live in California. But maybe they apply to you and they probably should. There's also an LED light on the weed wagger just in case you want to actually see what you're doing because it is a delicate area. Be careful. All right. Be careful. Always be careful with your boys. All of Manscaped's shower gear is sulfate-free, vegan, and made to have your skin feeling hydrated and smelling fresh. Smelling good doesn't stop at the shower. The Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner can solve stank problems all day long. Just ask Alex. And fuck it, me too. Once they touch your sack, you'll never go back. Platinum Package 4.0 sitting under the tree is guaranteed to put anyone in the holiday spirit for real, especially if you want to send a not-so-subtle hint to your husband, boyfriend, uh father that's probably kind of weird right getting a ball shaver for your dad fuck it do it do it and tell him i told you to do it and for the perfect stocking stuffer add in the brand new body buffer an incredible body scrubber that makes exfoliating easy and a lot cleaner than that old loofah get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code eae at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code eae manscaped your balls are gonna thank you i promise all right let's get back into it well now we're on to my number four fourth favorite soundtrack of all time i can't pronounce this <laughs> and i've never seen the movie here we go uh el casanova di federico fellini you should you should have looked i bet you it has an english name it probably you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna look at it look it up right now but uh it is the, the score is, is done by nina rota who did the godfather oh shit it's Fel- fellini's casanova is there the, you go. the american name there you go. I only know it by the Italian name because that's the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nina Rota, obviously very, uh, you know, acclaimed composer. And this one, this is a, I don't know what the movie is like or what it's about. I should probably watch it at some point. Most probably. Of my favorite, a lot of my favorite soundtracks came from movies I've never seen. I uh, have some soundtracks with movies I don't, I don't care for. It's a, it's a weird thing that happens. I like, mm. uh, Real quick detour. I actually didn't include my grade, like my favorite soundtrack of all time, because I hope to cover Curtis Mayfield one day. Oh, man. I was like, it I, would count. We could talk about things multiple times, baby. It's okay. Uh, Knock, edit your list right now. Knock off one of these some bitches and put your fucking favorite. Okay. All right. Do it. All right. My I'm favorite is on here. My number one favorite is on here. I will do my number, like, without a doubt, number one. Hell yeah. Oh, but this one, I guess. Donald Sutherland is in this. I, mean, I don't know anything about this movie. I only mm-hmm. know this soundtrack because of Mike Patton. And if you're a, a Mike Patton head, you probably encountered Phantomos. Uh, Fan- uh, no, no, no. Um, a little. I don't think he's ever covered anything on here. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're if you're a Patton head, you probably encountered the the song Pin Penin. Mm-hmm. And that is my favorite track on on this on the soundtrack. I heard it. He was, um, what is, uh, uh, was it? I think it was Rollins had like a monthly radio show or yeah. something like that. And he had Patton on and he let, I guess he lets the guest pick all the music. And if obviously Patton's picking all this fucking crazy shit and all this <laughs> Italian stuff. And one of them was Pin Panin. Yeah. And I was like, this is weirdly good. Like I, this is unusual. It's unusual melodies, really very, truly unique melodies. And I went to the, to the whole soundtrack and a lot of it is, uh, you know, it's laid out like a soundtrack. So you get like little small snippets of a song and then it'll return to that motif over and over again. Uh, so as an, as an album, I still like it a lot. I still think it works as an album, but it has like a lot of repeated moments, but some of these songs, like they're, they're pretty, but in such a, a foreign way. Like you don't, mm-hmm. you've never heard American music written like this. Sure, it's quirky. It's kind of kooky and silly. There's like weird, almost electronic beeping sounds that you don't know how he did it because he's—I don't think he's using any sense or anything. Mm-hmm. And then, what, what what year are we we talking about what, here? What, you know, what, I 1976. Okay, so okay. 
I know very early since if that I mean Kraftwerk was was mm. dabbling with gigantic room sized computers to make their albums. As was uh, YMO. Check out both those episodes. We covered both of them. They're both great bands, and uh, so it, it kind of jumps back and forth between these really like kooky, lighthearted stuff, and then this really deep, intricate, dark ballad stuff, and um. Because everything's in Italian and I can't fucking read, uh, the song "Pinpinin" is like a is again it's another motif that gets re- uh, returned to, and then there's a version of it where it's sung by a female vocalist and it's mm. just fucking gorgeous. Uh, I, I I absolutely love this soundtrack. It, uh, for a while, it was taken off streaming for some reason, and I was that was devastated, but it's back now. Uh, yeah, I've, I've I've done covers of some of this stuff like i i really love this soundtrack i don't know if i'll ever watch the movie but <laughs> i'm gonna watch the movie and then listen to the soundtrack because i i this were or process it better, better. Than yeah yeah it's it's unusual it's extremely italian yeah the, uh, yeah it, it, the the poster on wikipedia looks yeah. italian as fuck oh it is it's not and i don't mean like I don't mean like opera Italian. I mean, it's just the way it's constructed and written is so not American and Mm -hmm. it's fucking great. Mm -hmm. Ah, all right. Your turn. Okay. So Prince has recorded arguably one of the greatest soundtracks ever with Purple Rain. I don't want to talk about that because everyone talks about that. I want to talk about his soundtrack for fucking Batman. (laughs) He didn't do the soundtrack. It was Danny Elfman. (laughs) No, he did the. That's, I know he did the all the, the track or like he two did the soundtrack. Danny Elfman did the score. That's where oh. that's where I get into my my oh, dilemma. Right? Okay. Because I'm thinking I'm thinking Danny Elfman all the way, of course. Which is also great. Yes, but I'm it, talking yeah. about fucking Prince soundtrack, Prince score. There it is. They're literally in separate categories. We should have talked about this. We should have. We <laughs> fucking should have, but we didn't. And it's chaotic and I love it. This, the audacity of this. It's pretty audacious. It's so audacious. It doesn't make a lick of sense. There's nothing about Batman that makes me say Prince. Not one lick of it. There's nothing about <laughs> Tim Burton that makes me say Prince. But here, here we are. It exists. Holy shit. Shit, Easton is on this album. <laughs> it's fucking it like I would argue only one of these well, two of these songs make me think about Batman and the rest is just like fucking 80s pop. It's it's good though. It's fucking good. Man, I really hate all the Prince songs that were in the movie, I was like, this stinks. This fucking stinks. I hate Prince. I, I think the most notorious is Bat Dance, and that is makes, it Bat Dance? Makes or I think Party Man's also in the movie uh-huh. um but bat dance makes me think about like adam west batman which it's dog shit dude it's awful I'm i will stand i will die with that one i don't care i will stand by what wacky sh- wacky on. shit hold on my last shitting on bat dance it's six minutes 13 seconds and it's how the f- oh it's the my gra- soul hurts it's the greatest oh god um, six minutes thir- it's great the loudest 808 ever. um is it but 808? It's probably probably yeah. probably. But man, that the opening track, the future, is the only appropriate. Like it's actually kind of moody and mm-hmm. fits like this Tim Burton version of Gotham. I think it's like a a killer killer track. Mm-hmm. Um, why did my notes blow up on me? There we go. What else is on here? The Arms of Orion. It's just. <laughs> It's a ballad. It has no. Well, you know what? I I was like, this has no business being in a Batman movie. But then I'm like, I think every Batman movie should have a ballad because like you have this and then like kiss from a rose. Like, yeah, yeah. They did. Batman made some bold choices in the 90s, dude. Well, this was the 80s. But- I think Batman movies should have ballads. Um- <laughs> <laughs> dude, kiss from a rose did nail it, though. Yes, it did. Up uh, and then, yeah, Party Man, which I think is featured in the movie. This a uh, banger again. It's this grade A '80s cheese. Yeah, I love it. Oh man, what an unexpected pick! <laughs> I love it. Uh, Trust is again. It's bonkers. And then like Lemon Crush, like Trust, the one-two punch of Trust and Lemon Crush yeah. is this good like funk 
80s ridiculous. And this is just one of the weirdest but awesome things. And I I don't know why it works. I don't know why it exists. But it's just something that would never happen today. Yeah, and no, yeah, yeah. I wish I wish more movies would do it. Man, yeah, we, like, we start to miss the risks that were taken. One, in our, you know, the one I didn't didn't make my list, but like Kendrick Lamar doing the Black Panther soundtrack, I was like, hell yeah, that's a cool choice. That should be every Marvel movie. They should trick someone. <laughs> Just trick them. Take a risk. Hell bet, yeah. bet your whole livelihood on it, and it might come out pretty fucking cool. Hell yeah! So yeah, most of these songs aren't in. The- that's also a thing that that maybe it's uh uh, of yesteryear where there's a whole soundtrack and just half the songs aren't in the movie or maybe more than this is the 90 percent of this the soundtrack is not in the movie or if you buy like the spider-man soundtrack none of those songs did they even finish the movie with hero i don't know i don't even think it's in the yeah you're asking the wrong guy Yeah, yeah also Danny Elfman doing the score, fucking killer. Well, yeah. Danny Elfman is also a fucking madman and amazing. Yeah, yeah. And we we all love Danny Elfman. Get Danny Elfman to do your scores and let any uh, random pop, crazy pop artist do your soundtrack, <laughs> even if they ha- are totally inappropriate for the movie. Fucking do it, cowards! I like the I like the boldness of it for sure. So yeah. Oh man, my number three favorite soundtrack of all time, score soundtrack, whatever. Uh, this one was tough. Uh, I was jumping around, and then when I listened to it again, I was like, this is so unquestionably. I bumped it up from four to three. That's oh, how f- I, I completely forgot how incredible it is and how, as an album, it is uh, – it works – again, I have not seen this movie. I'm sorry for all the buildup. It is if if it's what's pulled up on your screen. It is not. It is not. Okay, good. I'm, okay. I'm sorry. I had to do that because I didn't okay. see my screen. Uh, yeah. It is Phantom Thread. Okay, by, by Johnny Greenwood, dude. Hillary fucking loves this score. Our friend Hillary. Good. Our fucking love you, Hillary. Yes. She she's gone on rants to me a million times. Dude, it's about how this was robbed at the Oscars. Goosebumps. Goosebumps. Yeah. This is one of the most incredible soundtrack scores ever, ever made. Yeah. This is unbelievable. Yeah. Robbed at the Oscar. And you know what? I trust Hillary. So I'm confident to say that it got robbed at the Oscars. Who won instead? You know, I'm going to look that up. It what? is truly unbelievable. So uh, Johnny Greenwood is the guitarist slash, um, I would say, true genius behind Radiohead. I oh, Maybe it's a little controversial because Radiohead's great. We all love Radiohead. When you listen to his, because he also did the soundtrack to There Will Be Blood which is also a, a soundtrack oh, yeah. I fucking love yeah. and also an amazing movie. There's certain things that he does when he writes. Uh, oh, so they it lost to the Shape of Water s- score, which is good. But I haven't seen I, it or heard it. Who did that one? That's the Guillermo del Toro yeah, one, yeah. Um, which is good, but I'm willing to bet it's not as good as this. Well, who did the score or the soundtrack? I don't know who did I know I like know it from watching the movie okay. and like how they have unique pieces and it's it a, is a good a, it is good worthy compliment it. Yeah. to the film but i'm assuming based on how passionate you and hillary are about well i haven't heard i haven't heard the shape of water one so maybe maybe hey, maybe hey, take two maybe mm-hmm. but th- this is so it's all because so it's like an hour-long album basically but the way it flows like at least the first half it feels like a oh this this is an album this yeah. is like a constructed album the way everything the pacing of it is, is really well done. And the so I was I was talking about Johnny Greenwood's the way he writes. You hear certain progressions, certain types of harmonies. One example, I'm gonna try not to be super vague or abstract explaining this, but say there's two instruments. One is doing is doing a melody, and another one is doing a harmony. The one doing the harmony will then lean on one note. Mm-hmm. And while everything is changing, the harmony, the harmony is just the one note where it may sound like nonsense or it may sound like it's not a big deal. That's actually not that common to harmonize with using with one note, just staying still, not doing anything. It's just doing the one note. And it has this really melancholy effect and it's all over his writing. Uh, and then after hearing that, I went back to Radiohead and you could hear it in Radiohead. Yep. And it's always... It's like right, right when you said it, I was thinking of songs yep. where it's like 
in the background. Yep. Yeah. And that is that's it's all him. And I'm really I'm starting to realize like the reason I like Radiohead is because of Johnny. Like mm-hmm. he's the the and this fucking thing, like the intimacy in these in these songs. So it is an intimate movie. So I yeah. is it good? I like I I don't think it's uh, is this Paul Thomas. And Paul Tom- yeah. yeah. Paul Thomas I, I think it's I'm just gonna say it's a good fucking movie. Okay, okay. Yeah. Not one of their best, maybe. Me, but it's hard to compete pers- with. Yeah, per but you know, uh good paul anderson movie is yeah. still better than most people's for best sure. movie for sure uh so it's really really intimate so you get a lot of tracks where it's just maybe one violin or you know a couple strings and it sounds like they are right in front of you there was mm-hmm. no reverb but it's just clean you could hear every hair on that bow it's so close and obviously it's performed expertly so it just it just feels so i don't know romantic in a way and then you get some stuff like I'll, I don't know if it's um, I'm forgetting the uh, the names are blending together because there's so many there's like a lot of names that are the same which is like with I know two over it or three over it but it might be might be the hem or no it might be might be sandalwood you know it doesn't matter either way it turns into this really spring like bouncy uh, you just imagine flowers everywhere it's just really full and there's fucking instruments jumping in and out and it just it, it's inc- it's absolutely incredible. It, if you're a fan of of just uh, of um, chamber music at all, mm-hmm. this is like one of the greatest like soundtracks ever. It's it's goddamn. It's so and then so you get all this really you know chamber stuff with all you know the cellos and whatnot. Then you get a, um, certain stuff. I think I'm forgetting which is which because man, these names are all over the place. Mm-hmm. But there's I want to say it's the Taylor uh, Fitzrovia maybe. Or uh, Belitis Phileas. It's one of those two tracks. All of a sudden, you get this really big, echoey production where it sounds like uh, a really warm piano in a giant hall by itself. And then all of a sudden, it's lonely. Then you you feel this cold, sad, dark thing. It, it, it does it all, baby. It does it all. It does the happy. It does the sad. It does the intimate. Oh, yeah. Love it. I want to hear it right now. It's fucking so good. I'm gonna listen to it on my way home hell yeah hell yeah all right what you got uh my next pick is the opposite of the batman soundtrack where like every song fucking nails it and that's the crow soundtrack oh shit holy shit like i it's it's insane how i think there you get a few songs on here that bands would use in their albums but for the most part this is like all for the crow um it opens up with the cure which is like if you guys know the movie like it's perfect for this this anti-hero yeah um it goes into this band that sounds like nine inch nails doing uh like the blues and i was a little pissed but it's an awesome song because i was like Dude, that's weird. This guy sounds like Trent Reznor, and then Nine Inch Nails is on here doing fucking Joy Division. Check that episode, Joy Division, and it's fucking killer. I don't even like Stone Temple Pilots, but there's something about the placement of Big Empty on here that just fucking works for me. It is what is objectively, and I do, I do emphasize objectively, Mm -hmm. good about '90s music. Yeah, is on here because I don't like Stone Temple Pilots either. But there was moments where. It feels good to hear some stone, some SDP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rage Against the Machine re-recording one of their early songs, so it sounds better. It's like the most moody Rage song. They don't have a song that sounds like it. Yeah, Zach sounds like very young, his voice. Mm -hmm. So that's unique. The the fucking Violent Femmes song on here, I'm not even a Violent Femmes fan per se, not that I hate them or anything. I just don't listen to them. And it I think it might be like the best song Holy on shit. the soundtrack. Holy it's shit. called Color Me Once. It's yeah. so fucking good. And then like Roland's band covering Suicide. Dude. Also. Check out Suicide. Yeah. Fucking that cover of Ghost Rider. Yeah. That was on my copy of Hard Volume, which I think is the best Roland's band album. Period. Yeah. Uh, and it was like a bonus track. And when I went to, I heard Suicide after that album. I'm like, wait a minute. That was a fucking cover. Yeah. Goddamn. Again, 
checks off my box for cover where it's a completely completely different song different song uh always good to hear helmet, helmet. fucking slaps and then pantera cover poison idea check out both pantera and poison idea we're fucking making moves dude we're covering everybody i picked this soundtrack <laughs> just so i could plug old episodes <laughs> Um, and then the, the back half of the album's a little more like mellow and subdued. I don't, I don't love Jesus and the Mary chain. I never heard him, but it's one of those bands that everyone loves. Uh, oh, controversial. I Hot take. I don't know who, uh, Jane Cyberry is. Uh, J- uh, yeah, I don't know either. But Jesus. I think it's, a, I think it's a great, uh, great closer. closer yeah. yeah. So, um, she looks kind of familiar. Jane Cyberry, uh, I I know her face from something. I just don't know why I know it. I I fucking I don't know. I'm sure it was cool. The Crow, man, fucking. Uh, I haven't seen that in a long time. I remember think going back to it as an adult or a young adult, mm-hmm. and like, all right, it's cool. It's a good movie. It's not like I mean, I was obsessed with it as a child, mm-hmm. uh, but it's it's like, oh yeah, this was a good for. It was a perfect moment in time kind of movie. It's very, it's very nineties. I love the aesthetics in it. Um, I cringe thinking of what it would look like if it was done today. I mean, it is right. Isn't it being remade? Is it a a show or something? Uh, It's been, they've been trying to remake this. The second this movie made a hundred dollars and they did or like a, it did money. They did awful sequels, and they've been trying to reboot it in some way, shape, or form for decades. Why is it that only this, only the, like, it feels tacky to try and do it again. Like, it just has that that thing I, around it. I don't, I don't think it, it is tacky because the, I've never read the comic, but I'm like, there is, like, material you could draw from and do something different. Uh, I don't think anyone's, you know, stepping on Brandon Lee's grave legacy yeah. by by doing it. Like I said, yeah, I don't think so. There's they did like direct to video sequels. So if anything, those were more insulting. Oh, I mean, they had Iggy Pop in the second one, right? Did I? Know yeah, nothing, played, I know yeah. nothing about. I'm like kind of scared to venture down. I mean, I believe he was. Yeah. Uh, uh, something about another thing about this is that in the you know 94 this came out there wasn't a whole lot of superhero type movies especially not super, no. anti-superhero movies no no so this definitely stuck out as something to remember whereas these days we have a fucking thousand a, per, every few months yeah and it's like even i think even with the crowded market of the superhero genre it still is like a unique experience to be be had watching it and uh and yeah no major motion picture is gonna put fucking helmet on their soundtrack anymore so yeah helmet dude oh man that's uh anytime i see them around i feel a little bit like again they're not my favorite band ever but like i i want them around you're like in good company if you see helmet exactly like yeah exactly uh my number two yeah favorite uh, soundtrack of all time and this is where this is where things start getting a little predictable yeah and i gotta do it the godfather there we go hell yeah and it was it was my one of my favorite soundtracks, if not my favorite soundtrack, for years before I saw the movie. <laughs> Alex had to actually sit me down and make me watch The Godfather. Yes, yeah, it's and it's a great time. movie. Yeah, shocker! <laughs> I know it's a great movie, but the soundtrack for and the reason I I even listened to the soundtrack was because of uh, Casanova. Uh, yeah, because yeah, you just went down that rabbit hole. Nina that. Rota. Yeah, Nina Rota has two spots on my all time favorite soundtracks list. It's obviously very good but as a as the album as the soundtrack there's something really really comfortable replayable and addictive about the soundtrack the mm-hmm. way the way it's sequenced the way it flows like there's uh there's i'm gonna have to type in soundtrack um specifically on wiki there's way too much about the movie there's a whole movie they fucking did a tv show about the making of the movie good lord god so track two on the soundtrack is i have but one heart which is a uh it plays in the very beginning of the movie during the wedding um it's like in the background it's not even really a part of the the thing but at least i think that's when it plays if i'm not mistaken and 
it's like a it's a crooner ballad. Yeah. And it's the type of music that no one really likes unless you're, you know, you were born in the 30s or something. But the way it's put on here, just the context of it, it feels so organic and like a you're listening to a piece of time mm-hmm. almost. So I ended up loving that fucking song and just singing it all the time like a psycho. <laughs> and, and then the, the little stuff in between, like the really short stuff, the snippets of songs, they're I mean, because the soundtrack is is super fucking short. How long is this? this I thing? mean, it's thirty minutes. It's super. Uh, the the main theme and the love theme are the, the fucking legendary. Absolutely legendary. And fun fact: uh, the reason this didn't win an Oscar, and the reason it wasn't even <laughs> did co- this also lose to uh, it, a Guillermo? Del it Toro lost to movie? Guillermo del Toro. Believe it or not, <laughs> <laughs> he was around in the seventies, <laughs> a little thinner. The re- it, it 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 didn't even qualify. Because the love theme, Nino mm-hmm. used it before. Uh, he, he used it in a different movie before this. Which is bullshit. Bullshit. Yes, for sure. Because now, like modern modern scores are very insidious. And I I notice when... Oh, when you're hearing some reused assets. I'm looking at you, Hans Zimmer, but you're also amazing. He can be amazing, but he also, I think he's really responsible for a lot of like the bland. Let's make everything kind of the same. The 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 the, the stabby. Yeah. Um, there's also another reason for that, which I learned from Danny Elfman, is directors when they're editing and like looking at the reels sometimes. Yeah. They use temp music, which is oh. other scores. Yeah. And they get too attached to it. And they're like, do just make it like that. And Danny Elfman lets people. He's like, I will. I will not. Good. I will not Good. do that. That is a man with integrity. Yeah. He also has some clout. So he's he's allowed. To he do can that. do it. He can do it. Uh, Anyways. So it because it wasn't an official original soundtrack. It didn't qualify for the Oscars, which we, Bullshit. it would have won. Yeah. Um, the love thing was originally used in uh, La Dolce Vita, which no one's heard of. I never watched I it. Heard, uh, Maybe you heard of it. Maybe I have it. Maybe fil- I- film nerds. Film nerds. We'll go with it. that. Yeah. Uh, and so, of course, I went back and I heard that version. It's like, oh, it's it's note for note the exact same thing, except way more big bandy. And it's not it's not even close to the impact of the Godfather version. Of course, he really fine tuned it. I believe that's also a <laughs> Fellini movie. Um, uh, no, it wasn't La Dolce Vita. It was a uh, Fortunella. Sorry, sorry, sorry. My mistake. Fortunella. Probably also a. Uh, I'm gonna assume. Yes, also Fellini. It's all Fellini. It's all Fellini. Yeah, yeah. yeah. God damn it! That, that goddamn Fellini. <laughs> but like, like most of my like most soundtracks, and, and honestly, it's a thing I love about certain concept albums, and and it's it's why I love a lot of soundtracks is actually the returning to motifs and mm-hmm. you know setting up a, a musical idea and then coming back to it repeatedly. It does. I hear wonderfully. You'll, you'll you'll hear the main theme, but it'll be slightly different, and they'll have more instruments or less. And it's only like a handful of unique pieces, but it flows as one cohesive, gorgeous album. It's perfect. I I would listen to this at my shitty job at a grocery store, moving shopping carts, just bumping the Godfather soundtrack. It was what kept me sane. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So much about this uh, is why I love soundtracks. And obviously fucking the movie's good too, but Nino Rota. Nino Rota is a fucking dude. He's the man. Dude. Yeah. He's so goddamn good. Ah, oh, it's ah. All right, your turn. All right, my my next pick. Um, I don't think it's a underrated movie. I think it's a misunderstood movie. But I'm gonna go the man with the Iron Fist soundtrack. <laughs> no way. Hell yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. I don't know who's watching this movie. These, I mean, I mean, all good fucking it's a movie directed by the RZA. I don't even care if it's a good movie. Dude, not to mention written by the RZA and Eli Roth. (laughs) I mean, holy shit. The RZA did everything. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, so it's a wacky like Kung Fu movie. It has like. Dave Bautista. A yellow Dave Bautista. Bautista. Yeah. Lucy Liu in it. A fat Russell Crowe. Fat Russell Crowe's the best. He's the best Russell Crowe. Yeah, sure. he's the best. Um, but the soundtrack, as you would expect, 
is Wu-Tang heavy. Oh, I bet it is. And compared to some of their newer stuff, this shit is dope. Ooh. Um, So the soundtrack is by far more underrated than the movie is because the movie, you can argue some things. I like it. I think it's fun, cheesy stuff if you watch it like that. Um, So like the single, the main song from here, The Baddest Man Alive, is like... like i don't like the black keys i think the black keys should this make rap music i think they're awesome at it yeah i'm not a fan of the band so much either they have this album called black rock which is all them with rappers it's amazing check it out um and this this continues it and it's this rizza saying ridiculous shit the most audacious thing he says it well there's two he says uh i'll have a menage a trois with two female apes which is this fucking right. funny hey, whatever floats your boat and arguably maybe funny maybe not depending on the audience he says he'll date rape beauty right in front of the beast <laughs> that's fucking that's, that's ba- brutal that's that's pretty fucking crazy oh man baddest man alive fucking black out with ghost, ghost face, face mop pharaoh Mo- i can fairmont monk yeah um you think that'd know, be an angry it. song because mop's on it who if you guys don't know who the, the that song annie up okay annie up yeah that fool it's just about robbing people um usually is right but it's as smooth. It fucking works. Uh, White Dress by Redacted West. It's fucking good. Um, Redacted West. <laughs> Redacted West. Former the artist formerly known as Khan. Yeah. It, it, still, he has, should, still, still goes by yay. Should change his name to Khan. Khan uh, Man West. Khan Man West. Um, there, it's not like all bangers. Some of the like soul stuff, like I forget to be your lover. I could, I could do without. Okay. Um, and then. <laughs> fucking rivers of blood it's credited as wu-tang but uh that's go shit did i write down it slaps it slaps um the other unsung heroes of this uh bad bad not good they did uh get your way sex is a weapon rivers of blood yeah and bad bad not good if you guys don't know is despite having bad in there twice is very good that bad in there twice not good in there once or yeah yeah but they're <laughs> exceptional hip-hop uh band um and nothing like the roots so like shout out to them for figuring that out yeah wait who who do they share huh who do they share from the roots no like they're not like the roots but what why wait, what was the comparison oh because they're they do hip-hop they're like a band that does hip-hop. oh oh that's yeah, what yeah. you meant by a band i didn't know yeah. that's what you meant oh Oh shit! Okay, no, they're like a band that I didn't know they're a band. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm always so excited by that because it's so rare, dude. They sound they sound good. I can't um, believe it's still rare these days. But yeah, I don't know. going back to more all star lineup songs built for this fucking Method Man and Freddie Gibbs. Like I forgot Freddie Gibbs was on this. Like I want more Freddie Gibbs in Wu Tang songs. It's dope. And then uh, fucking TikTok with uh let me get another plug in our our worst perfor- one of our worst performing episodes clips episode clips oh man push gotta be one of the most hated episodes <laughs> honestly i mean for I me it's i hated it i love i love clips i don't give a shit push your t and raekwon i'll yeah. give you one guess what this song is about and even though it's on an album about kung fu it's about coke and plus you got danny brown on there Oh yeah, yeah. How so, it, the how, fucking man. How did I, yeah, this fucking all-star lineup, and then not not a rap song, but fucking there's like this song "Green Is the Mountain." Yeah, credited to Francis. Yep, it's this like Chinese like funk and soul. Like mm-hmm. for sure, they maybe pulled it. I don't know if it's an original. Or if they they pulled it from somewhere, but I feel like um, it's probably they. Pu- I mean, she's like a, a known like uh, pop singer in, in uh, yeah in Hong Kong. I'm assuming like they sampled it or something. I I don't know what they did, but it it fucking works on here. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Um, yeah, fucking some of the some of the tracks towards the end, even though you get like Wiz Khalifa yeah. and more Ghostface aren't the best. It doesn't. It doesn't finish strong, but 
Um, I just think it's like a cool, unique project. I like when the soundtrack and the movie can align and I like both of them. And, and yeah, obviously what I said about like that, I, I love the idea of just this, these big audacious productions. It is one of the most insane pieces of media to exist that this movie and by association, the soundtrack that, that it got made that it's out there and that they're made a fucking sequel. <laughs> that one went straight to video. Um, sure did. Uh, but yeah, even if you don't like the movie, I think if you're a fan of the Wu-Tang clan, if you're a fan of RZA, if you're a fan of bad, bad, not good. Yeah. Uh, this, these are solid fucking songs nice. that get overlooked probably because they're on the man with the iron fist soundtrack. I don't believe it was well received. This movie. No, I don't no. give a good goddamn. <laughs> and now which is why it's my pick. Fair enough. Uh, now final number one, my all time favorite soundtrack of all time. If anybody who's, who's been a, a watcher of this pod for any amount of time, they've, you know, this already once upon a time in the West by Ennio Morricone. Fuck. It is. Yeah. It is. A, it is not only a perfect soundtrack, and I, I, this was like one of my favorite albums. Again, years before I saw the movie, I had to have someone lend me the the Blu-ray mm-hmm. and say, "Watch the movie for Christ's sake." Yeah, there's like a, I have like a short list, top of my head short list of what I consider to be perfect pieces of music, and I, I probably said this in the past as well. But you know, Claire de Lune is like, oh, it's perfect. It's mm-hmm. it's f- structurally flawless. There's mm-hmm. not there's nothing wrong. Uh, I don't care if you're if you're tired of it or if it's been done to death. The song "Stand by Me" is a perfect song structurally. It's oh, a yeah. perfect song. the The main theme to "Once Upon a Time in the West" is fucking perfect. Fucking killer. I I love the theme. I love the man with the harmonica theme. Yep. Um. There's probably more. There's so much. Like everything. Like. When you listen to like Morcone scores, um, you get the like you were talking about the motifs. Yeah. Like here, it feels like you get like more variety. Yeah. There's so this is like a perfect Western concept album that happens to go with an incredible movie. Yes. But musically, it's like a concept album. It really does return to these these little they give you little little tastes like the 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 harmonica theme it's it's like it's so creepy it's so lonely and unsettling mm-hmm. and then later on you'll hear it blended with this big really epic song and it's the same exact line and then not to mention <clears throat> he does it on a lot of his soundtracks i mean marconi is a fucking genius ma- one of the masters but he really made distorted guitar synonymous yeah. with the old west hell yeah how you do it's that bonkers. is insane yeah and it on this record it's so fucking perfect the buzzing it's like you feel the sun beating down your neck mm. when you hear this buzzing ass guitar and it, it doesn't like even the 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 lighter stuff like the or it has like the the is it a cowbell? I'm assuming it's a cowbell where it's really like you're you're in a farm and it's like really it's jaunty oh, like like, uh, like a hoedown or something. Yeah, it's where it's really lighthearted and it's like this is I don't know, and the, but it's like oh but you you visualize you being in that like I can't not picture being in an old ranch when R- I hear this. Right when you said it, the song like immediately yeah. popped into my head. And then you get the 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 saloon track <laughs> where it's a full on piano going at it, <laughs> and it sounds like you're in the middle of a fucking saloon. Like it really transports you to this place. Not to mention the writing is just unmatched, mm-hmm. like truly flawless compositions here. Hell yeah! It's I, I this is like my my funeral album. Like this is what I want. with me when i die nice (laughs) this is this is really truly it's perfection yeah yeah, this is one of my favorite albums of of all time ah all All right right. now yours so i haven't listened to this in a while but i've listened to it a lot and i could say without a shadow of a doubt it's like my number one this based on how much i've listened to it and much like mike i have not seen this movie uh curtis mayfield superfly Oh shit, really? Fucking amazing to the point where the songs on here 
are in other movies and you don't even think about Superfly anymore. And it's just like perfect front to back uh, little child runnings. This like the best opener. Who does it? Who does it like as uh, if if you want to feel like confident, like sexy, good about yourself, just throw on Pusher Man. Ooh, you're doing that Pusher Man. I'm your pusher. Like, it's this fucking <laughs> amazing. Uh, Freddy's dead is like this gets stuck in your head. And even though it's about like junkies dying. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the main theme, fucking everything you want from a 70 soul production in the title track. Just big bombastic. Curtis sounds amazing. The horns sound amazing throughout. The the instrumentals are good about like keeping up these like conga drums going throughout. And it's just this like perfect album that exists even without the movie somehow. The best ones can't stand on their own. Yeah. As many of my picks (laughs) will test you. And I think it's, almost the secret quote unquote to like a really fucking great not even just a great soundtrack but a great movie is like can the pieces stand on their own how good is that soundtrack isolated well yeah this is like something too where um i did he do the score too where like i think these were like unlike the other soundtracks I listed where like they heavily went to these songs. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're I, all part I, of the movie. I need to watch. I need to watch the fucking movie. This was, is like my introduction to Curtis Mayfield. Um, like one of the first like funk and soul artists I got into. Mm-hmm. And this is the way he, he composes music. I mean, um, obviously very like big and popular, but like, maybe not talked about in the same vein the way a Stevie Wonder James Brown is yeah, yeah. but to me I think he he's up there god damn and well we have homework now yeah yeah so uh and yeah we got to do we got to do a fucking part 2 oh yeah i can pull up more so there's stuff i didn't talk about because it it just i don't it, it's much like how i felt about midsummer where it's i love it but as a whole album it's hard to listen to because you got to skip tracks and there's mm-hmm. a lot of midsummer is just my is i think is my favorite of all of them that do that but there are so many that do that that also happen to have some of my f- most like I'm, I'm i'm in awe of some of these compositions yeah it just happens to be with a bunch of the shit on it yeah i don't want i don't want to say any names if we do a part two but there was so much so many fucking amazing soundtracks out there and it just makes me sad that like much like mainstream music, like you're going to get the most, mostly you're just going to get the same thing regurgitated mm. over and over again, just uh, uh, tone uh, hits or just mood pieces or ambience or just generic. Oh, this is dramatic and sad. Make it make you oh, feel inspired by this piece. Now mm. it was, there's no actual soul behind it, but every once in a while you'll get someone who fucking cares. Yes. Oh God, it changes everything, man. Yeah, I'm going to I might come back with just scores if we do. I'm going to come back with just soundtracks. <laughs> and then you have to edit the episode. Yeah, the, <laughs> in mid episode, I have to change my picks. Ah, uh, shit. But thanks so much for listening and watching. Uh, thank you. That was a fun one. Hell yeah, dude. This is way funner than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> for how sloppy we were about. <laughs> it's because the passion is there, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and you get fucking crazy variety oh between the two of us now that's one thing i do love about our, our show is that when people look at the backlog they're like what the fuck yeah we, we've gotten people jumping on board just because they see like fucking alters alter plagues and then abba like why would you do this because we love music that's yeah. why we love it all fuck you guys we love you guys also but thank you so much for the patrons patrons the patrons and everybody in the discord uh Whoever suggested this particular episode, you're rad. There's also going to be more of these coming whenever we, you know, feel appropriate to throw them in there. Uh, so, uh, yeah, before we, before we wrap up, let's do a little couple of plugs. All right. If you want to stick around with us, I hope you enjoy this. Uh, you fucking better have enjoyed this. Uh, follow me on all social media at PanderMuggy and follow Alex on Instagram at MotherPuncture. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, should we put links to all these uh, soundtracks in the description? I made a playlist. 
plate, plate. Look at that. I made a plate. I think because it's so wildly different. I have. We'll do my playlist and your playlist. We'll throw so just them both our, up. Okay, so just our picks from these from our picks. Our yeah. picks from our picks, basically. Yeah, yeah. They'll find out. They'll uh, both be on there. You'll find a playlist Spotify link in the description for that. It should be very fun and very eclectic. Put it on in front of your family. I dare you. Uh, you could also uh, like the video if you like it. Hang out with us. Subscribe. Maybe stick around longer. Leave comments. Talk shit. Maybe we were idiots and we don't know what we're talking about. Let so us just know. Just more lists for us to do. More. I, they're very easy because they don't require us to take a week of our lives listening to every album by a band. It's just what we fucking like. It's what we know. And believe it or not, we actually have a, a and no. After you know three years of doing this, we have a pretty solid library of How shit many that we fucking know. plugs we did right now. Oh my god, we're not even done. Yeah, uh, listen to every single episode we've ever done. Uh, but also Patreon, baby, Patreon.com/slash every album ever. You get bonus episodes, early access to our loose ends episodes, discounts off merch. You get to see our schedule in advance. You get to vote on polls to, de- to decide who we're covering next. You get to join our Discord uh, and suggest topics like these, like these episodes, as well as our shorter EAE singles episodes. Oh, you know, I have albums that came out this year. If you want us to talk about those, as well as be a part of our community, it's very fun. It's very uh, communal. And uh, if you're tier two, if you're bigger than Jesus, if you pay us a little bit more a month, then you can request a full discography episode. Those are harder; they take longer to do. Uh, so we uh, need money for those. So do that if you uh, if you want to do that. And awesome, and thank you. Uh, and uh, you know what? He, uh, we, we didn't talk about our history guy in here, but follow our history guy, Tom Osmond, as well. He does a lot of work for us on basically every episode, every other episode that we do. Tom Osmond sounds on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and tomosmond.substack.com uh, for his musings and writing and his music. Um, so much for all day's work, which you can find a link to in the description. Also, I make music. I forgot to plug myself. Damn, dude. I, I, there's too How much. selfless Mike is. I just forget and I'm ashamed. Uh, I'm not ashamed, but please check out my WP Pander Monkey. There's a link to that in the description as well. It's uh, it's very cool. It's very cool. Okay, now we're done. And I think we should wrap with a track, but I don't know who, what could it possibly be? There's so much to choose we're from. so all over the map here. Uh, do you want to rock, paper, scissors for it? Or I don't. You know what I think? I think we should pick something off of Superfly. Let's let's go with let's just go the Superfly theme. Fucking Superfly theme? Yeah. Title track. Fucking it's the name of the movie. It's the name of the album. It fucking slaps. Hell yeah. So thank you so much for listening and watching. See ya.
Oh, super fly. 